0: Welcome. You are listening to a recording provided for the use of the blind and print impaired. Materials or items read on Airs LA are the copyright property of the original authors or publishers. No unauthorized use or duplication is permitted. There's something new on Airs LA every day. Hi, I'm Patty Matson, and you're listening to style and substance. Today's article is from Reader's Digest's February 2024 edition on page 26 entitled life well lived words to live by what I've learned from reading obituaries by Mary McCreevy. We Americans are voracious consumers of advice seeking wisdom wherever we can find it. Podcasts, books, TED Talks, life coaches, influencers, religion, therapy, Dear Abby, barbers, bartenders, Uber drivers, the list goes on. I'd like to add my personal source for guidance, obituaries. It turns out the dead know a thing or two about living. I've been an avid obit reader for decades for the same reason that artist Myra Kalman says she reads them every morning. Maybe it's a way of trying to figure out before the day begins what's important. Recently, I've begun using my TikTok account called Tips From Dead People to share some life lessons I've learned from obituaries. Here are a few favorites. Success is measured in kindness. Maureen Brennan Weaver of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania was accomplished by any standard measure, as a doctor, mother, volunteer. But her obituary comes to life with the tiny details Maureen was six feet tall and loved strays of all species, could outthink any opponent, was riotously funny and pathologically generous. That last part is the key to knowing her. If you mentioned a thing you liked, she'd get you 11 when she found them at a great price. When a nephew wished for a plastic microscope, she found him a real one at a great price. And painstakingly prepared hundreds of slides for his study. Turns out that qualities like generosity are actually the thing that endure, not the job titles or purchases. Overcoming obstacles isn't just for superheroes. If you think that a catastrophe in your life will define you forever, worry not. I've read obituaries of lives that featured disaster, heartache, addiction, estrangement, breakups, and all manner of reckless choices. And guess what? In almost every case, There was another chapter, sometimes many more chapters. Renewals, rebirths, remarriages, relocations. It ain't over till it's over. Take Jerry Tubb of Nichols Hills, Oklahoma, who in 1955 and 1956 spent six months in the hospital losing the use of his legs to polio as a teenager, just months before the vaccine became available. His extraordinarily positive obituary reads, You would have thought Jerry would have become needy, pessimistic, and maybe even jealous of others. Over the seven decades, his body continued to fail him again and again and again, leaving him both paralyzed and without feeling below his chest in the last years of his life. But he never did. Jerry kept getting up day after day, and he kept treating each moment of life as a gift. Tubbs' story includes law school, an epic love story, and so much more. The moral of the story, You may think that you're defined by catastrophic moments, but don't ever count yourself out, or anyone else for that matter. When in doubt, laugh. Renee Corrin of El Paso, Texas, died at the age of 84, a crushing blow to her family. But as the obituary, written by her loving sons, shows, this is a woman who will be remembered for living life to the fullest. Consequences be damned. The body-fertile, red-headed matriarch of a sprawling, Jewish-Mexican, redneck-American family has kicked it. Hers was an itinerant, much-lived life. A Yankee, Florida, liberal Jewish tough gal who bowled him in Japan, rolled him in North Carolina, and was a singularly unique parent. There will be much mourning in many of the glamorous locals she went bankrupt in. McKeesport, Pennsylvania, Renee's birthplace, and where she first fell in love with ham and atheism. Fayetteville and Kill Devil Hills, North Carolina, where Renee's dreams, credit rating, and marriage are all buried. There will be a very disrespectful and totally non-denominational memorial on May 10, 2022, most likely at a bowling alley in Fayetteville. The family requests absolutely zero privacy or propriety. Bye, Mommy. We loved you to bits. Not to be outdone is Edna Dubuck of Nashaw, New Hampshire. By the end of her life, she suffered from dementia. But in her obituary, Dubuck's family preferred to highlight the joy she found in life. She was the bingo queen. She never met a candy she couldn't store in her bra for later. She had great teeth until they got lost. She'd flirt with everyone. She laughed so much she often peed her pants. We'll miss her stories and her sporadic use of French. One thing we know for sure is that wherever she is, there's country music playing and she is dancing. In the end, people will be remembered not by the disease, but by how much they contributed to the world. To be honest, even when it hurts, there comes a point in life and in death when we need to be brutally honest about the hard stuff. Take Cody James Holland of Hubleton, New York. His mom wrote his obituary and led off with a truth bomb like no other. Cody James left us on August 8, 2020, as a result of injuries sustained from being a dumbass. He drank, drove, and didn't wear a seatbelt. Please don't be a dumbass. The obit generated some controversy, but his mom said she'd do it again to save someone else. Don't misunderstand. Holland was well-loved and relished his life. He loved his family and friends along with trucks, his motorcycle, his dogs, his guns, hunting, fishing, steak, chew, beer, hats on sideways, sour patch kids, Swedish fish, and Shania Twain. But a tribute to him without the hard stuff wouldn't be a real tribute. You don't need to whitewash a person's life to pay tribute to them. We all contain paradoxes and complications. And not only is there nothing wrong with that, it's what makes us beautiful. And last but not least, try something new. As a perfectionist, I find that this tip is the hardest and maybe the most important for me to implement. Can you imagine realizing at the end of your life that you didn't try something simply because you thought you might fail? Suffering from a fear of failure did not apply to Ida Keeling of Harlem, New York. According to her obituary, Keeling was 67 and depressed over the sudden loss of her husband and her two sons, when at the urging of her daughter, She entered a 5k with only a day's notice she was all in and said early into the race that she felt like she was running up and out of a hole like someone had watered a plant that had not been watered in a long time the spark was lit and she went on to run for three more decades she died at age 106. don't feel like breaking a sweat then be like ricardo torres of wyzetta minnesota his obit says in recent years he discovered a passion for gardening He approached it with little planning, but lots of enthusiasm, especially when it came to killing weeds. Many a neighbor witnessed Rich using a flamethrower to torch the unwanted plants in his yard. The cigar in his mouth was a nice touch. Now, come on, that's a guy you'd want as a neighbor. Reading so many obituaries has, of course, inspired me to think about what my own might say. Punctual to a fault, mediocre dancer, but expertly sarcastic. Her perfect meal was a peanut butter and bacon sandwich. Any of these, as little as they are, say more about me than a list of jobs or the money I made. That's because the little things in life, the things that seem inconsequential, but add depth and whimsy and joy to our days, they are what make it so worth being alive. Good stuff. Well, that wraps up Style and Substance for today. Tuesday, February 27th, 2024. If you'd like to learn more about Airs LA, follow us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash Ayers LA and be sure to click that like button. This podcast is solely for the use of the blind and print impaired. Any unauthorized use is prohibited. Make it an impactful week.